Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. 81, that doesn't seem right. Did you do updated? I just hit record, so I don't know what you mean by 81. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to uh, this week's edition of Our Certain Point of View. Yeah, I did hit update, I know what you're talking about. Huh. I thought it dropped to 81. Yeah, because it was 88 last week. Okay. We'll get to that soon enough. Hello, my name is Jim. Hello there, I'm Tim. There it is. What are we doing? Tim is completely unprepared, aren't you? I was born unprepared. As was I. Alright, so on tonight's episode, episode 36, we are going to discuss Star Wars Battlefront 2, the story, uh, the campaign mode in other words, and uh, look at it from how it adds to the Star Wars universe and uh, Star Wars lore in general. There's surprisingly rich material here. Uh, One of the reasons I really enjoy the game. Um, I also added, I don't know if you've seen this yet, Tim, a comment about Rise... The Rise of Skywalker. Of Skywalker. I guess you did see it. Today is Monday, July 13th, and tomorrow is Tuesday, July 14th, and I feel like it's Christmas Eve, Tim. I... Kind of feel the same. Really? Why? Well, I'm excited for something that's coming, but it won't be here tomorrow. Mine will be. I got a new uh, motorcycle helmet supposed to be here tomorrow, and I'm really, oh, yeah. really excited about it. My uh, visor blew off my helmet the other day as I was riding. <laughs> that's not a good feeling. And then I went for a ride with Tim, and I dropped my sunglasses and ran over them. So, uh, I'm excited about getting a new visor. Tim was nice enough to order me a pair of riding glasses, though, so... I I have a gift for you as well, but uh, I'll have to see you again. It got here today. It's oh, yeah. little. It's no big deal. So... I like little and no big deal. That's... That's the fun kind of... Yeah. Good thing that doesn't make you feel like you're obligated to exactly get so your liver. do we got news we have crazy news lay it on me brother did you not see i did not see you don't know the news i get to tell everyone you and jim news oh my gosh star wars today announced another series that will be coming out in 2021 what this is on StarWars.com. This is not somewhere else. This is StarWars.com has issued a statement that Disney has ordered a new series. Shut oh, I'm mouth. so glad I get to tell you. Do you want to know what, what it is? is? What is it? What is it? It's Bad Batch. The Bad Batch? They've ordered... In Clone Wars Bad Batch? As in Clone Wars Bad Batch. Yahoo! Being produced by Dave Filoni. Yahoo! Um, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, an all-new animated series to debut on Disney Plus in 2021. Uh, Clone Force 99 from Star Wars The Clone Wars returns. This is this is straight on StarWars.com. Um, 
Today, they ordered its next animated... This is going to be animated series. Yes. Um, Bad Batch. Which is perfect for that. Bad Batch. And here's the other part. Let me Bad see Batch. if I can find this. Uh, wait, wait, wait. See. Before you go, is this like going to be... What time period is this going to be? Do, do you know? Did they give any details? Yeah, that's actually what I was going to say. All right. The series follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, Bad Batch as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate <gasps> aftermath of the Clone War. Yes! Yes! I wonder Unreal. if they're not affected by Order 66 because they are, after all, defective. Or, as my oh. brother pointed out, they could be... Hunters? Hunters. Yeah. So one or the either way, that's gonna make for some some pretty cool. Wasn't it uh, uh, Echo who joined them? And Echo's with them. And we know and, and bottom line, it's like we oh. still get Clone Wars. We get more Clone Wars. Clone Wars <laughs> like, is awesome. How amazing is this? This is great news. I and we get Clone no Wars longer... in the time of Rebels. And Rebels is awesome. Rebels is awesome. I am no longer the depressed man I was. I have been completely rehabilitated, and I am now embracing life again. Yeah, I glanced at your show notes to see if you typed it in there, and you didn't. And then I, did I said it now, and you didn't know. And I'm, I'm, I am like, that's all there is. Well, we got to add that to the countdown. Like another reason for 2020 to be gone, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least this part, because, you know, we got good stuff coming in October, of course. Hey, if you um, spend every day waiting for tomorrow, then you never enjoy your life. That's right. I and Tomorrow I'll get my new helmet. I was in a tractor all day. Um, <laughs> did, did you tell Rafe the tractor story? That's a Seinfeld reference. I don't know that one. So, I mean, that's huge news, but do you that's have any huge news. news. Um, or is that the news? I've got no. That was the that was my huge news. I've got That's a little big. bit of news for um, some upcoming things that we want to do, and we'd love to hear some more feedback. Feedback. Um, we have had a couple of listeners reach out to us um, who are toy collectors. Yeah. Um, one who is a a big deal toy collector, um, especially in the antique world um i haven't specifically spoken with him about uh how he would like to be introduced to our audience um but he is interested in joining us for a conversation we haven't scheduled that just yet um, but we are going to have some toy talk coming up toy talk uh, with tim and me jim hello Oh, we're having one of those nights again, aren't we? Are you still there, buddy? Nope, Tim's gone. So, we see how this show's gonna go. We're recording, yeah. Yay, where did you lose me? You, I said more toy talk with Tim. Did you keep talking after that? I didn't hear you say more toy talk with Tim, so what did I say that made you say that? Uh, you said we were gonna have toy talk. Okay. And you heard of the whole thing about the guest? Yep. 
Okay. Um, and then another guest we're hoping to have next week is someone that uh, you have all heard me uh, yell at. <laughs> yeah, we have. On the phone. Um, and that is my brother. So we're going to talk about Battlefront 2 today um, in our conversation. And it's going to be story mode. Next week, we're hoping to continue that conversation, um, have our last talk about uh, Battlefront 2 and video games in general uh, for the time being. But we want to get into some of the multiplayer stuff, and yeah. I have not done a lot of the multiplayer stuff. And how to level um, up and get like stuff, because yeah, I just, cannot figure out the mechanics of this game. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little out there. It's bizarre. Um, it's horrible timing, because I think they've cut... Like, they've done the final update for the game, and then yeah, they're not going to do any more. And now we're going to talk about it. But we can talk about everything that's there now. And, and he's, uh, he's a regular, he's a, he's a Twitch guy, you know, record some stuff. and um, So he does a lot with that, so we're going to talk to him and get that information um, as we move forward and, and look toward the... We're going to do our countdown before the last bit of news. Um, as we look toward... Star Wars Squadron. Okay. So that takes us to our countdown. But before we do our countdowns, as always, I am here to ask that you leave a five-star review wherever you listen to this program. Um, it is how we grow the show, and we appreciate it. And, yeah, so go ahead and leave us a little note. Say, wow, this is, uh, this is okay. And then five stars. That would work. Ooh, there is more news. And now with more news, here's Tim. Yeah, and it's it, it feeds into our thing. So first of all, um, we're going to say thank you to... Thank you. To Shasta Mandalorian. Shasta Mandalorian. Gordon's a rock star. He's our producer. Um, he called himself our former producer. Well, he can call himself whatever he wants because he's the producer. I Anyhow. <laughs> um, so thanks to Gordon. And uh, thanks also to Arden, who... Uh, Provided the music that you just heard a moment ago. I like that. And intro. I've been uh, talking to Arden, and, and we've been back in talks about getting the music set up, which is the the last component we need to get our, our secondary podcast up and running. I had totally forgotten about this. Yeah. You um, promised this pre outbreak. It was pre outbreak, but during when 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 the outbreak happened, everything shut down. And there have not been that many issues of Star Wars comics, so it's actually going to be um, um, pretty easy to get everybody kind of caught up into that story. So Force Lore Comics is on its way. Um, we're excited about that. So the music is coming, and once it's there, I can put that first recording down and just we can run. It's going to be fun. Did you know that um, Arden and, recently bought a motorcycle and it's red? I did know that Arden recently bought a motorcycle and it's red. I saw it. Yeah, so Red Squadron might be growing. I guess that's news, too. Tim and I got to do a little uh, riding last few days, so that's been nice. Yeah. I think yeah, the video's even ride. on uh, our certain uh, Far, Far Away Our Galaxy is Facebook page. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. All right. Um, oh, I was going to say something about the comic books. Oh, Robert Kirkman. Who's that? That's right, the author, the creator of the Walking Dead series, the original um, you know, comic books, graphic novels, I think, I don't know which one you'd call it, The Walking Dead, but 
he did something really cool. I thought you'd find this interesting. Um, you know, the brick and mortar comic book shops are kind of suffering under this whole uh, pandemic thing. Like most small businesses, they're they're having a hard time uh, keeping their revenues up. So Robert Kirkman. I'll tell you what, DC's not helping. You mean just throwing that out there? The Capitol or the the comic book company? The comic book company. Why? What'd they do? They are not being the most supportive right now, it seems. It seems. Right? I'm not trying to... And I like some DC characters, of course, but it helps us that Marvel has uh, Star Wars because Marvel is seems to be treating everybody right. Um, DC... DC's kind of making it seem like they really want to push things out so much that I think they're looking to push more digital than anything else, which will hurt, of course, those brick-and-mortar stores. Well, Robert Kirkman created a uh, kind of a follow-up season uh, series, rather, to The Walking Dead. Now, The Walking Dead, as far as the comic books go, is over. The TV show continues, but the uh, comic series did end. Um, but in an effort to try to uh, stimulate spending at these stores, Kirkman came up with a series called Negan Lives. Um, if you're not familiar with Walking Dead, Negan's one of the major characters, kind of a villain guy. And all of the proceeds from this comic book go to the comic stores. So he uh, produced, printed, and sent out these comic books, and the stores, it's 100% profit for them. They don't uh, have to pay him for that. So that was, that's, that's a really, awesome. really cool form of charity, I think. Um, that's that fit you, into my conversation. Like I said a bad thing, and you, and you said a wonderful thing. Hey, Robert Kirkman. Yeah, so definitely shout out to that guy. Um, that's, that's I'm going to go, cool. go buy, I mean, I enjoy Walking Dead story on television. I've never read it. Yeah. Um, I think we might have to add that to the, the comic book collection. Yeah, show some Kirkman love, just because uh, that's the type of guy I feel like we should be supporting. Well, right on, right on. Um, without further ado, countdowns. Countdowns. All right, we only have um, we got a whole bunch of stuff coming in twenty twenty one. We don't know any of those dates. We got yeah. uh, you know Kenobi. Bad Batch now. We got Kenobi. Bad We've batch. got. I don't know when the Cassian series is supposed to happen. Like, I haven't heard anything about that anymore. I haven't either. Um, I haven't looked, though. Um, same as the... Um, have you heard anything about... This is not Star Wars, but the... Uh, there's supposed to be a Bucky and Falcon series from Marvel, MCU. Uh, I have so, not. I haven't heard anything about that again. So everything's just... Bucky. I don't know, it's chaotic. Anyhow, uh, Star Wars Squadron and The Mandalorian Season 2. We're estimating Mandalorian Season 2 because we don't have new information yet. Both October 2nd, Yahoo! 81 days away. That makes it a Libra. That makes it... Maybe. A li um, Libra. <laughs> I'm a Libra. I enjoy fires and long walks on the beach. Anyway... Um, so that's our countdowns. I can't wait till we get a date for a bad batch. 2021. Um, but let's get on to wait. our topic. No, we're not on topic yet. Doggone it. Jim thought we were getting on topic yeah. early this time. Yeah. Now we, well, have we don't actually... have a sponsor. We, we don't have a sponsor? I couldn't get in touch with our sponsor. I think he might have oh, gone Man, I business. turned away. I turned away Pepsi... I told Bill Gates, you know, he couldn't talk tonight. Um, 
you know, Lucasfilm called, and I was like, sorry, we've got a sponsor line. You know, I don't know what's going on. We're, we are not affiliated with Pepsi, Microsoft, <laughs> Bill Gates, or Lucasfilm. Well, that's because you um, turned them away. Fun jokes, but because <laughs> I turned them away. Um, all right, we have, uh, we have, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, our, our off-topic topic, that's right, um, our off-topic topic, yeah. which is uh, uh, common before our primary topic, is yeah. actually Star Wars-based today. Okay. Jim, let me ask you a question. Okay. What did you do yesterday? You know what? I'm glad you asked that. I worked on my daughter's half-pipe. Now, this thing is 30 now, I don't mean to sound rude, Jim, but well, I don't care. Continue oh. on with your day. And then Actually, I do that, care. Everybody's probably interested. Um, the half pipe looks amazing, you guys. And <laughs> yeah, Jim, you should probably post. Hey, post. You've done regular Facebook pictures. Put it on our certain view. Heck yeah, I can do Let that. Let him see it. Um, so yeah, we got an actual half pipe. It's a. Uh, it's pretty, pretty substantial. But then after that, oh man, thought, she needs to like Sabine graffiti it. Mm. She's already said she's going to. So, That's awesome. Yeah. See, I knew it. She's as excited of, about painting it as she is about, you know, shredding it. So I want to shred that's it. That's pretty awesome. Wait, we're talking about our legs, right? I'm going to shred my legs out. and I'm going to, yeah, going to snap like a twig. When yeah, I... I'm going to come over and hurt myself. It's going to be fun. Yep. Well, I'm we excited. just got Anyhow. one. Uh, it's a pretty short liability waiver form, so you can read it quickly. Anyway, what else did I do? Oh, after I got done with that, I thought I had heat strokes because it's very hot. And I think I just laid around. Did I do anything else yesterday? I think no, you said there the was one more thing somewhere. that you did. Yeah. Got in, oh, I saw you there. I got into a car and I went to see you. That's right. Where? We were at the drive-in movie theater. The drive-in movie theater. And yeah. what did we see? What do we see? What do we see? We what do we see? Saw... We saw The Empire Strikes Back. At the drive-in theater. At the drive-in theater. Oh, now, that was so awesome. It was, it was amazing. It was it amazing. Was, um, so there is... That was news in itself. And I'll tell you what. I posted this to some, to some Star Wars sites. Um, I posted it in our certain view and, and some other places. It was amazing. And it turns out that, yeah. that the drive-in theaters around yeah. the U.S., yeah. the ones that are left, yeah. are picking this movie up. They're out there right now. Uh, if you've got a drive-in theater near, near you, go look. There's cool stuff going on. It's the 40-year Star- anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. And I'll tell you what. Tell me as what. far as drive-in theaters go, this is the time to get out there and support those establishments. Oh, yeah. um, and let me tell you all the reasons. You can still kind of there social are, distance. You can still social distance. Yep. There are no chain um, theaters. Movie theaters. You know what I'm saying? There are no chain drive-in theaters. They don't exist as part of a, of a you know, So it's not a, a huge AMC corporation. or They're, a Regal cinema. Right. And I'm not saying I have a problem with AMC or Regal, but what I'm saying is whatever drive-in you go to... Is a small business. That's, that's all local. The yep. people that work there are local. And, and you're supporting a small business, which is awesome. And you get to go watch a movie. Now, right now, there are not a lot of things going on with movies. Right, the movies aren't being released in the same way because the theaters aren't open in the same way. It's true. Um, so We've seen movies AMC are suffering. And Universal fighting over all this. Yeah. Yeah. So drive-ins have Hard purchased to. rights to older movies. Yeah. 
and are showing them like crazy. Like ours did Jurassic Park. They did Jaws. They Beetlejuice. did um, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. They did. You know, like I've seen Star Trek show up. Um, an older Star Trek. I've seen like just there's just stuff happening at drive-in theaters. And because I was interested adventure. in, I think I did see that show up actually. That was that was a um, double feature with Beetlejuice and Ghostbusters. Yeah. And Ghostbusters, like just all original, kinds of stuff to go and watch. Look, if you have a drive-in theater near you, look for it right now. Um, obviously, you'd be interested in Star Wars. It's yeah. Episode Five, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to see if uh, I'm going to see what James' reactions. So, right now in theaters is Star Wars Episode Five, the best and potentially my favorite Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, I, Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film. I think if uh, if polls are any indication then it is the best star wars film but i said something else episode five is the best film i've never argued that episode five is the best film but i have said something else in the past what did you say that episode five was not necessarily my favorite yeah i know i i choose to ignore these inconsistencies in logic is that why you just Ignored that I said that I think it is my favorite now. <gasps> Have you been converted? You know, I was I was watching <laughs> last night. Yeah, with me. And and I was, <laughs> which and this was completely bizarre. But I was I was swept away. Oh, I was caught up watching what was going on. Was so good. Listening to the dialogue. Seeing it on the the, the interactions of the characters that we know. Yeah. Um. You know, like, we don't have the introduction to the Force, but, but Yoda goes really deep into the Force with Luke. You know, you get the dark side conversations with the cave on Dagobah or the, the area on Dagobah or whatever. Like, I, I, everything is there, and and I did not think I would ever be swayed. And I say this, it's it. this is not a, well, I haven't seen four in a while, I don't have all those feelings. And it was extreme because we were at the drive-in watching this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but this change happened. I watched episode four yesterday during the kind of the middle of the day when it got hot here. I, I watched uh, episode four, and my daughter watched episode four kind of yeah. to get ready to go to the movie theater. I was building a half pipe, but okay. Right. Um, and... So I watched them both yesterday, and and I do think that I've been, I've been converted. Um, it's about time. I wondered if uh, if you might have been experiencing that when the freezing and carbonite scene happened, and you reached over and grabbed my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> Social distancing. Social distancing. Um, so I mean, it was it was wonderful. It was beautiful. It was, it was so much fun. Oh my gosh! And it was uh, cool. yeah, so look them up. Check it out. See what's going on. There are things like I was I was so into it that there were things that I hadn't noticed before, or if I did, I'd forgotten about them. Yeah. Like you and I talked about a little bit of it, and you were like, "I knew that," and you know, and I was thinking about it on the ride home, and I was like, "Oh, I did know that." What was that? I brought up the. Uh, Hmm. The ad the ship captain. Oh yeah, yeah. And I and I had noticed that before, and I had forgotten. And on the way home, I was like, "Oh, I've seen that." Like, but it just didn't stick for some reason. Um. So in the asteroid field, 
the one ship gets hit by an asteroid, and all of a sudden the the captain, who there are a bunch of captains all standing there talking to Vader, and their holograms, and his just kind of fizzles out right oh, after. He so throws up his hands because obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, that happened. So I just I hadn't noticed that before, and it was it was asteroids beautiful. Do not concern me, Admiral. Oh, it was it was. It was so good. That it was, was so good. So good. Um, it's it's I love, Empire I love Strikes it. Back, man. It's the best Star Wars film, which means it's one of the best films of all time. So who gets the promotion? What? Are you talking about uh, Captain... Uh, he dies, too. The, uh, I will apologize personally. No, that's not Nita. That's a different guy. Admiral Nita. That's a whole different captain. He, he kind of has a similar look to Nita, but it's not him. I thought that was Nita who said I shall apologize in person. Because no, he it's says a apology guy. accepted, Captain Nita. No, apology accepted. Because um, um, he doesn't use the term admiral, because that's what stayed in my head. It's like, oh, I thought he promoted Right, because he was already an admiral at that point, so it's not... Um, Nita wasn't. Gosh, was it? When, they, when he killed the first guy who said he's as clumsy as he is stupid... Right. Nita was the one standing beside him. Who like who got the who looks all promotion. nervous as he's choking to death and then Oh no no, Admiral Viet. Admiral Viet is the Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Not not Captain Nita. Yeah. So yes, Nita 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 dies. Um Yeah. <laughs> but but the Admiral the new Admiral, Admiral Viet. So in the point where they realize that they've hash- lost them. When they're yeah. going to break apart the fleet, right? Everyone's going to leave, and they're in the asteroid field. Right What's that? Are we rehashing Empire Strikes Back? Because we've already just, done this. Just a just a little little piece here because okay. it's important. Um, and Vader is is waiting and watching, and then he turns, and basically Admiral Viet is like, "No, I'm. This is my time. I'm going to die here." And Vader walks right past him yes. and goes to talk to the, you know, goes and to talk to so it's like kind of the relief. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was what, what I read that as is that Vader has to have a, go and have a conversation about what's happened. Yeah. He has to be. He's got to go to the Emperor and be like, we. Who's not as forgiving we, as we I am. lost him. You know, so he, he calls him up and. The Emperor's like, I'd go for Papa Palpatine. Go for Papa. What's an aluminum falcon? All right. All right so, are we done talking um, about Empire now? It was amazing. Um, we got to take our, our, our kids. My youngest didn't go. He's two, so, you know, he didn't. Missed out. He does. He loves Star Wars, um, but he would have he would have fallen asleep before the movie started. I By the time it started, it was almost 9 o'clock. Family. So he would have been, been out. So I'll take him. Uh, maybe in three years, if Disney does this with Return. So they did it. Their argument is that they finally did it because of the 40th anniversary, and that's why they've opened up the option for Empire to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other reasons, of course, because what happens if Disney opens up a movie, the theaters show it, and then Disney gets some revenue, which is important because a lot of places aren't getting revenue still. Um so it's it's all you know beneficial to everyone, and if things don't get back on track quickly, maybe they'll open up other stuff. 
Otherwise, we got to wait three years. Can we talk about Battlefront 2 now? Let's talk about Battlefront 2. All right. Tonight's topic is Battlefront 2 and the story. So it's basically about a character named Aiden Versio. Aiden Versio is a member of the Inferno Squad. What's the Inferno Squad, Tim? I. That's right. It's a special forces team under the Empire. What I one of the many many things I love about this game, about this campaign, anyway, because um, we're not going to talk about the mechanics of the game. We'll talk about that more next week when we talk about like how bad EA <clears throat> did on rolling this out with the uh, you know prize crates and pay to play type stuff and a game that you've yeah. already purchased. We're we're not here to talk about that tonight. Um, let's just talk about the the, the story. So uh, the story mode. <sighs> It sets the stage fairly quickly because um, when you look at the Star Wars movies, starting with Phantom Menace and ending with Rise of Skywalker, we're talking about like 60 years of history, right? So Battlefront 2 kind of has to establish where it is in the storyline fairly quickly, and it kind of does. It begins with this Special Forces Imperial named uh, Verzio being captured, and she's taken aboard a rebel ship to be questioned, and you find out really quickly that she's there on purpose. Because Admiral Akbar, have you heard of this guy? I have heard of this guy. Admiral He's Akbar. the one who flew the, uh, the final mission in The Last Jedi and sacrificed himself to save everyone else. Yeah. That's, that's I have grown to like Haldo more, but I just don't okay. like how they was, yeah. I, I don't like how they outed outed Akbar. Anyhow, Akbar has started marshalling the rebel forces. He has started collecting them at a place called Salust because they are about to launch an offensive on. Oh come Whoa. on. You're a Star Wars fan. Where does Akbar marshal all the forces at Salus so that he can make an attack? Where does? Sorry, Salus. something. They're only something there for happened. a second. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed you this answer. I need you to re- yeah or repeat your question because something Where happened do, on my Admiral screen. Admiral Akbar is marshaling. In other words, he's gathering all the rebel forces he can at Salust. Or Sullust. Because they're they're getting information so they can launch this massive attack. And it turns out the Emperor has actually orchestrated this whole scheme to trick Akbar into doing right. this. Okay, so you're talking about Endor. Yes, they're going to okay. attack the second Death Star on Endor. This is where this game begins. Is Versio knows that the Emperor has intentionally, you know, kind of made it look like there's a weakness to try to get all the rebels in one place, and that place is uh, Salist. The rebels have gotten this information. Her job is to get captured so she can get on board their ship and destroy the information. This is your very first mission in Battlefront 2, because you play Versio, and actually, you play her droid at first, which is really cool. Yep, it's um, awesome. She succeeds in destroying the information, but when she makes it to the uh, surface of Endor, she is too late to change the outcome of the battle, 
and Death Star 2 blows up. Darth Vader is now dead. The Emperor is, I guess, dead. I don't know what he is at this point. And that's how Battlefront 2 establishes where we are in the Star Wars timeline. Now, this is brilliant and awesome because it takes a perspective that we really don't see in any of the uh, Star Wars movies. That is the perspective of the Imperial Foot Soldier with the destruction of either Death Star, for that matter. Because she is emotionally destroyed by the destruction of what was her, you know, that was her base, the Death Star. Yeah, the only time we see that um, beyond that is was in the book Lost Stars. Very good. Yeah, that's true. There is a, uh, yep, there's a, yep, Imperial recruits that, yep. yep. There's also Two a, Imperials who rise up and, and go through the entire 4, 5, and 6. It's good stuff. There is a, a couple of really good fan films showing the destruction of the Death Stars from the Imperial point of view. Um, from the like average foot soldier, like I joined because I thought it was the right thing to do, kind of point of view. Um, but anyway, so we start with uh, Versio's squad, which is made up of only really two survivors: a guy named Del Miko and another one named Gideon Hask. And throughout the game, you're going to end up playing um, Del at one point. You never play Hask. Um, but the so the very next part, you're on Endor as Versio, and now you have to escape what has now become a rebel stronghold, which just an hour before was a trap for the rebels. Um, and you have to piece together what's left of the Empire. This is absolutely really cool storytelling um, because you end up getting back to one of the Imperial flagships of uh, you know one of the multiple armadas they have left. And her dad happens to be the admiral of this ship, and they are dispatched yep. to a planet um, called Vardos, where something really cool happens here. Um, before they do, there's a side mission that is extraordinarily significant, where you play the, uh, the guy Del Mico I just mentioned. So again, you're a special forces operative, but Del Mico goes to this planet called uh, Pilio or Pilio or something like that, P-I-L-L-I-O. Mm-hmm. Um, and his task is to destroy um, uh, Imperial like secret bases uh, before they fall into the hands of the rebels. And all this is like upon the death of the Emperor. And this is kind of interesting because you and I talked about did uh, Palpatine have like a dead man plan if he had uh-huh. been killed by Mace. Um, he did have a dead man plan apparently because Battlefront 2 is, um, is uh, canon. So now, Battlefront Two is his dead man plan after he was emperor. Yes, correct. Yeah, we we are but talking we about a different I'm, time. Yeah, right. But um, so one of those things is you have to go destroy all these secret, uh, you know, uh, experimental labs or whatever that the emperor had Somebody's going on. Somebody's there on Pilio. Keep going. Somebody's gonna find you there. So Del goes to destroy this lab, but you don't play as Del in this mission. Do you know who you, you play as? Del in this mission. Do you know who is you play, who you play as? We saw him. We saw him last night in the movie theater. We saw him on the big screen. Who? Is Luke. Luke Skywalker. Luke. Yeah. Now this is Luke after Return of the Jedi. So he's a Jedi. You play Luke. 
And basically, so these um, Imperials show up on this planet, and they're trying to blow up this place, and you're trying to save it. Um, and you end up killing a lot of stormtroopers, and then you end up trapped in this cave with Del Miko. All right, beyond that, I want to say this real quick because this is really important for anybody who hasn't played this game. Yeah. If you're, and I'm, some people don't like the the sequels, and that's okay. That's your problem. I don't. Well, you can't give me your opinion because it's a podcast. Um, please leave us your opinion if you have one. But um, if you don't, this is the Luke you want to see. Like, oh, get this game yes. and go that's play it. Like, was... This is the Luke that you want to that's see. That's why I'm going to stay on this level. I'm not going to go over each level like this. But this level right. is significant because of Luke. That's huge. Yeah, because Luke takes out all these stormtroopers, and then he finds himself trapped in a cave with Del. Now, Del is this hardened special forces Imperial... But he finds himself trapped and helpless, and Luke is there. And Luke ends up helping him. And Dell's like, why did you help me? Um, he's like, I think he even says something about, you killed all these other guys, why didn't you kill me? Why did you help me? And Luke says, because you asked me to. Um, well, he asks him, why did you kill those guys? And he says, they left me no choice. And he says, well, why did you help me? He said, because you asked me to. Yep. Now, Luke, and then, so this mission, these two end up having to team up in order to survive this planet and then leave and go their separate ways. And, I don't know, do you want to say something before I go into why I think this is significant? I want to talk about the sequels again. <laughs> this okay. is this this is where I want Rey's story to go in the books or comics or whatever. Like, I want her to be and create these Jedi who are... Who are out there. Right? Like, but what is it about Luke that strikes you as kind of unusual for a Jedi at the, on this? I want to see if you had the same takeaway I did. Um, well, I haven't. Do you remember what Luke the... says to Dell when they part? I don't. This is awesome. Luke does I, not... I, I haven't played the campaign in two and a half years, so... Luke does not tell Del... Because by the time these two are done with their little adventure, there's all these little cutscenes with the conversations where Del is kind of confused because his whole life the Jedi have been evil, um, the rebels are evil, and now he's working with the you know, main guy, Luke Skywalker, and this guy's like really... You know, he's a good guy. He's helping him. He's protecting him. He only uses violence as a way to protect himself. Um, and so when these two part, Dell is like, you're, you're not what the Empire told me you were. Luke does not try to convert him to the Rebellion, doesn't try to convert him to, like, believing in the Force. Luke simply tells Dell, go be a better man. Yes. And I love that type of Jedi. That's a Qui-Gon kind of Jedi. Um, it, it, he doesn't talk about you know the legalism of the Jedi or, or the righteousness of the rebels. He just says, go be a better man. Because he knows that Del is starting to question everything he's ever seen before. And if you don't know where this is heading, Verzio and, and Del do end up joining the Rebel Alliance ultimately. Del yeah, ultimately becomes a pacifist. It's it's really cool story. 
Such a good story. So while this is going on with Dell, Versio. So that's why I want to harp on that level for a while because oh, absolutely, I mean, it's, it's it's beautiful and it's amazing and it's like everything you could want. The big the big. Well, I'll just say it now. The big backlash of this game, one of the big backlashes of this game, with campaign mode anyway, was that it's it's relatively short. Yeah. It's a it it's is a short you can play through it in a day or two if you're a hardcore player. Um, and it's it's you know, the intention of the company was what we're going to talk about next week. Some of it was like you're going to give us more money and you're going to play this this online game like you do with Call of Duty and all these other type of games. And right. That's what you're going to do and. We're like, no, we're Star Wars people. We want the story. <laughs> like, we want to just run around labors and beat each other up. Like, we, we do want that side. <laughs> Don't get us wrong. Well, like, that's all we want is to be able to, like, cut our friends up with lightsabers. But we want to know the story, too. And, and the story just wasn't long enough. Um, but the story is amazing. Like, it's it not is. very long, but it is and... so good. And it's at the beginning of this. Like, when I bought this game, the special edition was, I think, $80. Right, like with the extra stuff that you get with it, yeah. Um, you know, if you look for it now, you're not spending eighty dollars anymore. You're not spending sixty dollars anymore. No, so I like, think I for this game. twenty for it. Yeah, it's out there, and it's it's well worth the twenty dollars playthrough for story mode. Yeah. So that's how the Dell that part of the Dell story, you know, kind of concludes for the moment because there's lots more missions. But um, that's why the story is significant. It shows the type of Jedi that Luke is. Um, and I love it. It's, it's a great, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's better than a lot of the Jedi we saw during the era of the Republic, if you ask me. Um, that he just tells this guy to go and be a better man. And this resonates with Del, because Del was never evil. He was just a soldier in the service of the Empire. He didn't realize they were the evil guys, really. Um... But, so that, that wakes Dell up to the idea that maybe I'm on the wrong side. While that is going on, Verzio is on her father's flagship, um, which has some, I think it's called the Eviscerator, nice name. And she has her own little moment, because one of the coolest scenes, period, not just in the game, but in Star Wars, is she goes on the bridge of her father's ship... And there's this cloaked figure standing, you know, how they always do with in front of the windows. And it turns around, and it looks like an Imperial Guard, but the face is blank where the mask is. And all of a sudden, the Emperor's face appears. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Um, it is so cool. It. And the Emperor starts speaking, and it turns out that this is a droid that has been programmed to deliver the Emperor's last uh, orders if he should die. And this is what I mean about he had a dead man plan. It is so spooky and so cool, the, the way this thing looks. And it orders the, um, the beginning of something called Operation Cinder, as in, like, the cinders of a fire. Yeah? Hey, who did their homework for this? Are you even there? No, Tim's gone. He shows up on my screen. So, Operation Cinder. You bring a drink? Oper Operation Cinder is where they uh, set up these satellites around planets. And in this case, they go to the planet Vardos. 
And, you know, just so happens that Vardos is a planet that's been uh, very loyal to the Empire. It is the home world of Versio and her, uh, and her father. And Operation Sender has a planet-wide satellite network where they slowly destroy the planet. Yeah. I do not know what the reasoning was. I don't know if the Emperor's last wish was just to sow complete anarchy and destruction through the galaxy. Maybe this ties in well with Rise of Skywalker because it would, you know, kind of set the stage for his return 20 years later. Um, but yeah, so she's on the bridge of her father's ship and he's like, okay, he, she sees this robot thing. That is the Emperor, say, you know, commence Operation Cinder. This is where she kind of has her conversion. And she's like, but these people have been loyal to us. And her father's like, these are our orders. We're going to carry them out. And yep. she she's very openly kind of doubting this. And her dad kind of lays into her. And so she kind of does the, well, I'll, you know, I'll follow my orders. And he orders her to go down to the planet and save the, uh, the planetary governor. So out of everyone on the planet, he's the only one who is supposed to survive. So they're talking, and she points this out, their troops are going to die, the civilians are going to die, like, this is a huge betrayal. So she basically kind of goes along with this, and she takes Dell and Hask down to the planet's surface, and this is a very, very fun level, by the way, because you're fighting through um, to get to the planetary governor, and there are, there's a rebellion taking place on the planet as people realize that the Empire is going to destroy the planet, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the governor, and he is a complete jerk. He's just this condescending guy who's like, well, of course yeah. you're going to save me. I'm the, you know, I'm the Imperial representative, and all these other people can die. It's no big deal. And this is going to be what finally pushes her buttons. Yep, that's <laughs> the... The final one. She's like, all right. Yeah. Did you want to talk about this, Tim? No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I feel like I should give you a time. Oh. Um, <laughs> you're not as prepared you're more, for this as I am, are you? No, you're more recent on this part. I, I know the parts that I want to talk about a lot, but I, it, it was. This was this was huge because we start to see... Um, we see even more this this final change of. It, I don't know if it's a change of loyalty. It's it's definitely a change of loyalty, but it becomes. It doesn't become a, a replacement of loyalty. It becomes a lack of loyalty to the empire. Right, like at this point, she well, is. Well, she and Del have a. Uh, they realize what the empire is. Right. And. You can tell that these were basically good people. Who and also, <laughs> for those out there on social media, yeah. And I, I doubt at this point in our podcast, now that we're thirty six episodes in, right? Thirty six. Yes. Um, now that we're thirty six episodes in, I, I doubt that those people are still here listening to us. But if you are one who's like, well, the Empire was really there for peace and they were misunderstood. And and I love the ones who actually post and specifically state that the Jedi are, are evil. <laughs> like, that's my favorite one, that the Jedi are evil. And I'm like, they're not evil. There was issues, but they're not evil. Um, they kidnapped babies. Like, the, 
the Empire is evil. And oh, yeah. someone, these people who are, are deeply devoted to the Empire can see that and turn against them because they know the horrible things they're doing. Well, this is one of the cool things about this moment. There's, there's a pretty big cutscene here where Versio and Dell and Hask are in this room. Now, these are squad mates who have survived all kinds of insanity together. So this is about as tight a relationship as humans can form. And Versio basically just says, you know what? We're not protecting this guy. We're going to try to help civilians evacuate. Uh, screw this guy. Um, and Dell is like, yeah, I'm with you. And Hask says no our orders are to get him what you know you're def you're a traitor if you do this and yep. this is what's fascinating because of what you just said people who are really in the empire can see what it is that's true but some of those people are like hask and they are evil and they they see what it is and they're okay with it um hask does, doesn't mind being the bad guy so it's interesting because nope, it makes me all. think that hask probably understood the Empire far better than Verzio or Dell did the whole time. And they, he probably was shocked by their sudden, like, oh my gosh, we're the bad guys. He's probably like, of course we're the bad guys. What's wrong with you? Let's do our job. Yeah. Spoiler, Hass so becomes, uh, you know what Hass becomes, right? He's a commander, not for the Empire, later on. But he's a commander on this same planet working on stuff for the uh, First Order. Yep. Right? Like That's where we end up with this, yeah. Right, that's where and, we keep on going later on. But, like, it's, I mean, you know what's going on. You know who this guy is. honestly, from here, I'm, I'm going to start really kind of glossing over the story. Because I think those, to me, are the essential story elements. They tie deeply into the Star Wars universe because, again, I think that portrayal of Luke is significant as far as filling out his character. Um, and Del and Versio become extraordinarily significant in the overall story of Star Wars. And that's kind of, I'm skipping way ahead now. Um, bottom line is that Del and Versio end up joining the Rebellion. Um, now, this is, again, right after Return of the Jedi. So it's the beginning when they're trying to form the New Republic, um, but the Empire is still kind of stumbling along, and we kind of end, uh, we end the, now there's a DLC um, storyline called Resurrection. So we end the first campaign mode with uh, them basically helping to kind of mop up the rest of the Empire. And then the DLC picks up. Did you have oh, okay. anything to say before I got into the DLC, the, the resurrection story? No, I had actually forgotten that there were two different um, little pieces because it's been so long. I thought it was, and I had the DLC, so it was all when I played it. It was all this one. Same here, and I do continuum. actually have a hard time remembering where one stops and one starts. Right. No, and one of my like the Luke thing was my probably my favorite part of the game um but my s second favorite favorite part of the game not for playability but just for effect is yeah. is in this dlc well so the way the the main story ends before we get to the dlc 
is really cool. It ties into um, The Force Awakens in that there is a battle over a planet called Jakku. And on this battle, we see um, a Star Destroyer, you know, crash into the planet. And, of course, this is probably the one that we see Rey, you know, rummage again at the beginning of The Force Awakens. Jakku. Um, huh? Jakku. Jakku, yeah. Um, then, right before the game ends, it's it says 30 years later. And I think they do try to make it very clear that that Jakku is the is the planet in question there. Yeah, they do. It, they stay yeah. straight up. It's Jakku. They oh, because you fight the you do a battle down there. Isn't you that where fight you do the, the ground battle. The ATATs, the Adats, which again we know that um, Ray lives in a in a destroyed Adat. So you are kind of the person who destroys those Adats. <laughs> I created awesome. Ray's. I and I love Ray. I love Ray as a character. Yeah. Um, and uh, because we like to do this here, Daisy Ridley did a phenomenal job with Ray. And we uh, we created Ray's home. We built it for her. We did in the game. We got to be the ones who called in airstrikes to destroy the Adats, thus giving her a home. We destroyed the Star Destroyer, thus giving her a way to salvage parts and get her little meal cards. Such a fun campaign. Thirty years later, Del. Thirty years later, Del is married to Verzio. Um, he has become a pacifist. He's not involved with uh, with the New Republic, because by now it's not the rebellion; it's the new uh, New Republic. But there is a new formidable force rising called the First Order, and the last mission that you go on. You play as a character named Kylo Ren. Oh my gosh! This is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in a um, in a video game. Because do you remember what the mission is? It's it's almost it. This is this is one of the few things that's truly worthy of the word psychedelic. Yes. And this is what I was talking about. Yes. Um, this it's is an the first time force power, unlike anything we've seen. On or off the screen. Beyond that, so the mission here is, of course, Kylo Ren reaching, like, he's he's captured Del and he's going into his mind. Yes, this and is... And we know that Kylo Ren is really good at that. Yes, in other words, the, the scene where uh, Kylo Ren interrogates Poe on uh, Force Awakens, we're seeing, you're not only seeing that, you are Kylo Ren during one of those interrogations. So you're yes. inside his head as he goes inside Dell's head. And what would it be like it is to wild. navigate someone's mind? Yep. Right? And that's like, your that, job. That's, is you that's are, the real question. It, that's, the, that's the mission is you are Kylo Ren inside Dell's brain trying to get these secrets out. And you have to search through whatever's there. Like, you're you're reaching into his thoughts, and, you know, obviously we don't, we don't know specifically how everything works, but the thoughts that he's having are the ones that you can see, probably, yep. right? Like, so you have to make him think of other things and do other things. You know, you're not physically, like, doing this, trying to figure out. But he goes through these different pieces and these paths, and the transitions are beautiful. I want to talk about transitions in a second. Remind me of that. No, I'm not going to wait. 
This is my favorite part of the game, but I'm going to pause. Talk about transitions. Can I tell you my favorite transition yes. in, in, I think, all of Star me, Wars? you can't tell the audience. All right. And, uh, uh, nobody listen. Actually, everybody listen. This is really huge. me and the audience. Because I saw something similar in our movie that we watched last night. Empire Strikes Back? Empire Strikes Back. But the, the actual screen? scene that I'm talking about, my favorite transition, they did a lot of... Uh, they did a lot of the moving screen, like where the screen would fade off to the left or yep. slide off to the left Roll and screen. things like that. And my favorite one yeah. was near the beginning yeah. of episode four yeah. when Luke and Obi-Wan are like, we need to get out of here because there are more sand people probably coming. Right? Yeah. And C-3PO's like, just leave me here. You know, I'll just die because... He's a whiner. And then they lifted C-3PO, and as they lifted C-3PO up, the screen rolled up. Yep. Love that transition. Now, these transitions, I will say this. These transitions from one memory to another are are far more beautiful than that. This is not just a screen raising up. Um, But I I just, it was just on my mind. It's it's beautiful, and it's bizarre, and it's, it's beyond what I would picture someone's mind being like. And once you watch it, you're like, that's what it would be like to travel through someone's mind. Like, you get that feeling. Yeah. It is it is absolutely amazing. Very For cool. all of the hate that people give to EA. Yes. This, like, Luke's personality, and I don't know who's responsible for Luke's personality. I would love to find that out. Uh, there and were two writers this... who did this, and I cannot remember their names. Um... Yeah, we got to look at that. There's an interview with them on a podcast. But again, those two writers may yeah. have had some other influence, too, for Luke. Like, so I I would love to know who's really responsible for... And I'm not saying they're not, but I, like, I would love to know who's responsible. But that scene with Luke and this whole thing yeah. going through the mind is unbelievable. I believe it. Um, I know. It is so no, you don't. good. Well, that's why I wanted to spend an episode talking about the about this. Uh, yeah. Spend a podcast talking about the story of Battlefront. It is such good, uh, just insight into the best of Star Wars um, lore and stories and all that stuff. Plus, you you see the power of Kylo Ren. Like, how disturbing is this that he is just ripping through this man's head? Yeah, um, using the Force. Do you remember what he's looking for in Dell's head? Was it evidence of his family? Nope. Or is that just where this we end up? This leads us directly am into... I, am I just remembering where we end up? I, I don't remember, but I know we get there. He's looking for the map leading to Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. Because Dell, and this is what Resurrection is going to be about. And this is, again, why Battlefront actually... it. It weaves in and out of the Skywalker Saga movies. Oh, it's beautiful. It's yeah, beautiful it's, how it's it does so that. Good. Um, he's how many times looking... have I said beautiful this episode? Beautiful. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, go back and count. How many times have I said beautiful this episode? Fourteen! It's, anyway. It's a game. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, that was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Kylo Ren is able to get the information, not to the map, but about who's hiding the map out of Dell's head. And uh, 
he's not there by himself. He's there with, as you mentioned, a guy named Hask. Dell's old squad mate, and Hask is now a, an officer in the First Order, and this is a just gut-wrenching scene because Dell, like I said, he's become a pacifist. He's a um, he's like a cargo driver. He does transport uh, deliveries and stuff. On uh, he has his own little transport ship and stuff, and he is married to Verzio, and now they have a uh, a daughter who's uh, I guess a teenager, maybe a little older. Uh, named Zay, because again, this is 30 years after the the fall of the uh, Empire, well, Return of the Jedi, anyway. Um, and Kylo Ren leaves, and it's just Hask and Del now. And Del is, of course, just broken, uh, physically and mentally. He's just laying on the floor of his ship, broken, and Hask is standing over him. And Hask basically is talking to him about, like you know, how weak he is. Um, he, he, he's disgusted at the fact that Dell chose to have a family and become a pacifist. And then what does Hask do? Hey, do you even listen to the show? Me? Yeah, you. What does I Hask listen to do? everything. I whispered, I don't remember what Hask does. Oh. He shoots him twice. He double taps him. Oh yeah. And that's the end. I told of you it's been it's, and I know that we're we're podcasting on this and it's a big deal. I haven't played the full game and I've played a few of the missions. That's okay. I'm, since, I know. I'm, I've played I'm the full game in two years. Um, because it's been a few weeks since I played through. But um, I know what my big deal missions are. I mean, these. Well, let's put it this way: if you're wondering whether or not you should play this game. I should be your influence because the stuff that I do remember has stuck with me two and a half years later in a in a big, big way. Oh, it's so good. And we have glossed over a ton. Like in one mission, you get to play as Han Solo. Uh, you get to fly the Millennium Falcon in a mission. Uh, you, there's a lot of uh, ship-to-ship combat type stuff. Um, you get to fly X-Wings, TIE Fighters. Uh, like I said, the Millennium Falcon. You get to fly the, uh, uh, shoot, we saw them in Empire Strikes Back, the the little cloud cars, the uh, the little security oh, cloud cars. You get to fly yeah. those in one mission. Um, like, what are they You called? get to be uh, Lando Calrissian in one mission, um, which is, I think, the hardest mission in the game. I, I actually did not enjoy that mission because it was hard. Um, but it was, it was fun. Um, the whole game's fun. So this is how the initial campaign ends, and then we get to the DLC Resurrection. Now, I was one of those people that was too broke or cheap, take your pick, um, to buy Battlefront 2 when it first came out, and I used to think, oh, I need to get this, I need to get this. When it finally dropped down to $20, I bought it. By the time I bought it, Resurrection was just part of the package. Um, so I had... Uh, resurrection so I immediately went straight into the DLC now the DLC picks off pretty much where the other one leaves off so it's 30 years later and now you are with um, uh, Versio and her daughter Zay which we know is Del's daughter we also know that Del is dead they do not so that's where this game starts off now they had stolen they had a, a ship called the Corvus that hey, was Jim. an imperial ship. It's like a small, uh, I don't know, 
a frigate size uh, star destroyer. It's a smaller ship, but it's it's not tiny. But it checks out. Hey, Jim. Yeah. It's an older code, but it checks out. Yeah. Um, have you? I don't. I know that you haven't met my youngest child, and I'm sorry. <laughs> That's true. I haven't. <laughs> like, I still can't wrap my my mind around. Like, yeah, it makes more sense ago. to travel through Dell's mind with. Kyla Ren that it does that you haven't met Finn. So we're going to fix that in the next two weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and here's a different question. Ask and, and maybe not quite as, as important. Have you seen my PS4? Your PS4? I haven't even yeah. seen your child, no. Um, <laughs> I've never been in your house. Well, to be fair, I've only lived in this house for a year. I've never been in any of the houses you've lived in. How about that? Well, before this, I was in a condo, and it was me and my wife, three kids, and a pet. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, you know, like, <laughs> we we have the I have only been like, in your parking lot when you were at the condo and in your uh, driveway in your house. Let's put it this way. With the house, Yeah. We we've owned this house since the pandemic started. Yeah. The, the, Actually, it was a week after the the full shutdown yeah. of our state that I signed the papers to buy this house. But what, okay? where are you going with this? Uh, PS4? I have not seen your yeah, PS4. PS4. Um, I have the Battlefront special PS4, which has Vader etched into the side of it. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. So if you haven't seen that, you, you need to because it's... It's pretty awesome. Like, it's one of those things where you you don't want. It's a bizarre thing to own because as a as a game player, you don't want your PS4 facing in such a way that it will topple over. No. But you also want to be able to see that Darth Vader's on the yes. on the large side of it. So it's <laughs> it's a little odd. Um, yes. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I just have the standard PS4. No yeah, you'll have to see it. I, I mean, it was, uh, it came up because you were talking about uh, now that the game's twenty dollars, which is great. Uh, but we got it, you know, we got it at the beginning. I got my and, PS4 uh, as the, uh, the one of the Black Friday deals where it also came with Spider Man. Yeah. Now this one was the Battlefront One PS4. So I got Battlefront, the first Battlefront with, arguably the, you know, the third Battlefront, but whatever. I got Battlefront with the PS4 and the Darth Vader, and it's, it's beautiful. You have to see it. Roger, Roger. <laughs> All right, so Resurrection begins with, um, like I said, uh, Versio and her daughter Zay, they're kind of just, they're living out of this ship, the Corvus, and... They're working with the uh, New Republic and blah, blah, blah. They're, they're basically kind of keeping a low profile, though. They don't know what happened to uh, Dell. They know that he has disappeared, and they decide that they're going to try to figure out what's going on. Um, they come across a smuggling group, which has been uh, kidnapping children for the First Order. Guess what they're doing with those uh, children? And this is, by the way, part of something where the name, the game add-on gets its name is uh, Project Rest- uh, Resurrection, which is uh, a First Order uh, operation. Think Fen. 
they're kidnapping children to yeah, raise turn them, them into stormtroopers as stormtroopers. So they catch wind of this, and they they basically your first mission is to stop these uh, smugglers that are doing this, and then you start investigating what happened to Dell. Um, and this is where I'm really going to kind of just gloss over the missions itself because I want to get to what the story does and because we've been talking a long time now. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. if you use a high-gloss paint, high-gloss paints are meant for very small rooms like small bathrooms yeah. or for the trim in a major room. Correct, yeah. Jim is going to gloss over some of these <laughs> missions. So this is my bathroom paint job. Um, yeah, gloss over the missions. Bottom line is, uh, Verzio and her daughter Zay are going to fight through all these different uh, environments as they try to hunt down people who have information on uh, what happened to Dell. They find out that Dell has been killed. Um, this is really kind of a, again, emotionally powerful. Because Versio, who's showing signs of age at this point, again, this is 30 years after, you know, the first part of the game, she basically falls apart. Um, Zay handles the death of her father much better than Versio handles the death of her husband. Versio reverts back to the special forces kill them all soldier that she was when we first met her. Um, and this is really cool from a game point of view, very powerful from a uh, emotional point of view. But bottom line is that these two go on a mission to basically kill and destroy a lot of these first order uh, troopers. And what they end up doing um, is they are trying to stop, I, I don't remember, they're, they're trying to stop uh, uh, what was the first word doing? They were building uh, Starkiller at this point. Um, I don't like Starkiller base. No. The anyway, the climax of this storyline is that they meet up with Hask, and they end up having a fight to the death with Hask. Um, and Hask of course, sucks. we've been spoiling the game the whole time. Verzio is killed in this uh, in this meeting, so it ends with uh, Zay. And Zay ends up getting the information about where Luke Skywalker is and transmits it to, uh, to an old man. Lorsanteca. Yeah, Lorsanteca. Where do we know that name from? The Force Awakens. Yeah, so the game ends uh, basically a few... Oh my gosh, if you haven't read the book... The book of The Force Awakens goes so much more into Lor Santeca and what he does. The Explorer, also known as The Explorer. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, so for those of you who weren't following us, uh, the movie The Force Awakens begins with Poe going to see an old man, and the old man has the map to Skywalker, and that's when Kylo Ren shows up. He captures Poe and he kills the old man. That old man is Lor Santeca. So... Uh, Battlefront 2 ends with the transmission of the plans to Lor Santeca. That old means, man is Max von Sydow. That was the actor. Which means it ends exactly where Force Awakens begins. So, in other words, Battlefront 2 takes us from the end of Return of the Jedi to the beginning of the Force Awakens. It is a beautiful bridge between 
the the original trilogy and the and the sequels. And that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say too. This it's is so good. Jim, has I love spoken. it. I want it. I want to. And I have spoken a little bit too. And I did tell the whole story. I want a novelization of this so I can uh, so I can read it or listen to the audiobook. But I don't think it's been turned into an um, a there's novelization a, yet. There's an Inferno Squad book, but I think it's about um, yeah about uh, their their Imperial missions. Yeah. Yeah. Just like there's a Twilight Company book, but I didn't read it. Right about Battlefront One. So these are, they're out there with some other stories about these guys, but. I'm a Wookiee. So that's my wrap-up for the storyline of Battlefront 2. I got nothing else, Tim. Tim, take it away. I've been talking for an hour and a half straight. Jim has spoken. Hey, that's me. I'm Jim. This is Jim's way. (laughs) May the Force be with Jim. May. Oh, I would love the Force to be with me. This is Jim's point of view from Jim and Jim. You're really redlining those vocals. You're really Jim lining those vocals. Jim. <laughs> I can turn funny. Jim into anything. All right, what Try are we me. doing? What are we doing? What are we jimming? <laughs> I say what are we doing because of the TV show Frisky Dingo. Not appropriate for children, but it is the funniest thing ever made. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a lot of fun. It has been an amazing amount of fun to talk for so long about something I love so much. I need to go now and finish playing The Last of Us because I'm one of those people who cannot start two video games at one time and I have Fallen Order and I'm dying to play it but at the same time The Last of Us Part 2 is so good I don't want to just be like, ah, hurry up, finish it. <sighs> I'm torn, I'm torn man. Plus, I'm also one of those guys who has zero free time, so when I say I'm going to play a game, it means I might sneak in an hour here or there while, you know, my family's distracted. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Alright, so that's my sob story. That was Wookiees for May the Force Be With You. Always. Negative power coupling. Negative power coupling. You know, Chewy, you better better replace the negative power coupling. Poor Chewy. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I think we're done, aren't we? Yep. Okay. I have to now manipulate buttons on the computer to make sure that we save everything that we've done. So for now, Peter. My name is Jim. Pew Peter. And I'm Tim. And you're Tim. And this has been our Our certain point of view. Certain point of view. May the force be with you, everybody. This is the way. This is the way. I've spoken a little. Audio one.